everyone, and thanks for tuning in to this special and important segment of Speak Up for a Species, here on A Walk in the Wild Side, a veterinary podcast designed to educate veterinary professionals and other animal lovers on all things wildlife, zoo, and exotics. These short segments of Speak Up for a Species will be released each month and are dedicated to share facts about a specific species and highlight what we all can do to help protect and conserve the animals we love. I'm one of your hosts, Kyle Kansman. And I'm your other host, Maddie Chilcote. And we are fourth-year veterinary students at Michigan State University. Who love all things wild and exotic. Today, in honor of International Save the Vaquita Day this past weekend, we wanted to highlight the vaquita, a critically endangered species that now, with a recent ominous change in fishing regulations in the Gulf of California and Mexico, is at an immediate threat of extinction. We want to share more about these unique animals and help encourage people to fight to save the vaquita now more than ever. And towards the end of the episode, we will share about the threat fishing and entanglement has on the species and what all of us can do to make a meaningful difference for these incredible animals. The vaquita is one of seven species of porpoises and is the smallest member of the cetacean family, which includes other porpoises as well as dolphins and whales. They have the smallest geographic range of any cetacean and are only found in a very specific area in the northern part of the Gulf of California, or also known as the Sea of Cortez in Mexico. While the word vaquita in Spanish means little cow, these porpoises are far from being a cow that's made a living in the water, but at least the name is pretty adorable and gives you an idea about how cute and special the vaquita really is. There are only about 10 or so individuals left in the wild, and while researchers have seen a few calves in the recent years, the vaquita is a critically endangered species, in fact, the most endangered marine mammal in the world, and is at immediate risk for extinction. The estimated size of the original population back in 1997 was about 600, and DNA studies have shown that even at such low numbers, the vaquita population could still recover if we get control of the illegal fishing in the Sea of Cortez. In between the years of 2011 and 2016, there was a reported 40% decline per year in the vaquita population, and this time frame alone is responsible for 90% of their population loss. This fits a similar time frame with the increased demand for the totoaba and their swim bladders in China, where each pound of totoaba swim bladder would sell for close to $4,000. We will talk more about the totoaba and this impact on the vaquitas population later in the episode. To give a picture of what the vaquita looks like, the vaquita is about four to five feet long and weighs anywhere from about 65 to 120 pounds. So similar in size to just a medium to large breed dog, Females tend to be a little bit longer, while the males more often will have larger fins. While the vaquitas are small, they are strong-bodied with a round head and no beak, unlike most of their dolphin relatives that tend to have a prominent and elongated beak and a more bulbous melon. Another difference from dolphins is with their teeth. Porpoises, such as the vaquita, have spade-shaped teeth, different from the dolphin relatives that have more conical-shaped teeth. Vaquitas have black patches around their eyes, and their dorsal surface or back is dark gray and their ventral surface or underside is light gray, which is referred to as countershading camouflage. The vaquita has a relatively tall and wide dorsal fin that is triangular, which is thought to act as a method of reducing their body heat while in warmer water by acting as a region with a larger surface area where body heat can be lost to the environment when the animal breaches the water's surface. 
Now to share some reproductive facts about the vaquita, the vaquita can actually live up to 21 years. They reach sexual maturity around three to six years old. Vaquitas are viviparous animals, meaning that the fetus will develop with the mom. The females will give birth every other year to a single calf that is about two to six feet long and weighs about 16 pounds. They will give birth between February and April and their gestation length is about 10 to 11 months. As for their diet, they will eat small fish, crustaceans like shrimp and cephalopods, including squid and octopi. Now to dive into why this conversation about the vaquita needs to be happening now. The largest threat to the vaquita is entanglement from fishing nets. In particular, the rapid decline has been linked to illegal fishing for totoaba, an endangered fish species that called the same waters as the vaquita their native home. The totoaba has mainly been hunted for acquisition of their swim bladder, as is considered a delicacy for medicinal value by certain cultures, namely China. In the middle of the 1900s, vaquitas were significantly overfished from gill nets set for totoaba. The totoaba itself should be protected because of the species endangered status, and fishing for the totoaba has been illegal since 1975 in Mexico, but unfortunately, the hunt for these fish still occurs and their swim bladders are still illegally transported out of Mexico to be sold in China for a very high price in the black market, selling for around 70 to $100,000. Because the totoaba is very similar in size to the vaquita, gill nets left illegally to trap totoabas lead to a deadly accident for the vaquita. Gill nets left in the water have been a lethal threat for the vaquita, as well as many cetaceans across the world. These nets are designed to catch animals in the water, and they do not discriminate. Additionally, discarded gill nets in the water serve as a continual threat to the vaquita and create a vicious cycle of killing entangled vaquitas and then recycling back into the environment where it can claim victim to yet another vaquita. Other than the Totoaba, the vaquita's habitat is an area rich in fish and shrimp, and people fishing in these waters most commonly use gill nets to catch their prey. Studies have shown that every type of gill net serves as a threat to entanglement for the vaquita, which is why a permanent and lasting ban on gill nets must happen in the vaquita's habitat and action needs to be taken to stop illegal fishing now. Several operations of captive breeding of totoaba is actually underway. Something to think about is what happens if we have sustainably raised swim bladders alongside the illegal hunting of the totoabas to try and give the vaquitas a chance in the sea with hopefully way fewer fishing nets. Unfortunately, one consequence of this operation is that it will be difficult for enforcement to tell from illegal and legal activity. In the spring of 2015, the president of Mexico took steps in the right direction and placed an emergency ban on the use of gill nets in the water the vaquita inhabit and supplemented the fishermen's lost income. In 2017, the use of all gill nets were banned except for use for two specific species in the Gulf of California. In 2017, there was also an attempt made to bring some vaquitas into captivity in hopes to help sustain and rebuild their population, but this plan was short-lived after the first vaquita captured died from stress. This porpoise species is shy in nature and may not be candidates for life in captivity, which is why it is imperative to completely ban fishing in their native waters. Now, the Sea Shepherd was the vessel involved in capturing the vaquita to try a life in captivity. Researchers had set up sea pens in an attempt to give the vaquita a safe haven. Unfortunately, the single female vaquita that was captured and was brought into the sea pen was beyond stressed. She was trying to get her bearings of the sea pen perimeter, but unfortunately became apneic or stopped breathing. 
As the veterinarian and Sea Shepherd team observed the vaquita's condition worsening, they decided releasing her was the best option. It was an emotional day for the whole team after attempting intubation and CPR to, to try to bring her back after an unsuccessful release. The team was heartbroken to know that the sea pens were just not going to be a saving grace for this species. The Sea Shepherd, though, continued to do great work in the Sea of Cortez, releasing any animals stuck in the nets. They have pulled out over a thousand pieces of illegal fishing gear, including over 800 gill nets, and have saved over 4,000 animals that have been stuck in the nets. If they find a totoaba that has been stuck in the net and has died as a consequence, they will actually destroy the swim bladder to do their little part in helping to prevent the hunting of these animals. We do have to remember though that these nets are expensive. Money is loaned to the fishermen to buy the nets and capture the totoaba that are sold in the black market. But if we are pulling the nets and the fishermen have no other way to make a living, there is a huge cascade at play here. Just a reminder that there are so many factors to consider in saving the vaquita. Just about one week ago, the Mexican government removed the ban on fishing in the vaquita's habitat, putting the vaquita at a serious and immediate risk of extinction. With the use of gill nets coming back into these waters, the vaquita are at mercy of entanglement, where they will be unable to surface to breathe, will suffocate and drown, leading to a slow, painful, and heartbreaking death. Because many of these gill nets are left in the waters and are not constantly supervised, it is very unlikely that an entangled vaquita would be found in time to save its life. Reports indicate that Mexican authorities are either unable or unwilling to do what is needed in the Sea of Cortez to stop accidental vaquita deaths and control gill net use, and that sanctions will only be enforced once more than 60 boats are repeatedly seen in the area, or if there are more than 200 meters of illegal gill nets found in the area. And this was based on an article in the Mexico News Daily. The allowance of gill nets to be used again alone is detrimental to the vaquita population, but then the lack of proper enforcement and control of fishing will absolutely be a fatal mistake for the vaquita. Right now, the government is less concerned about environmental protection and endangered species, especially if this stuff starts getting in the way of boats and in the way of political gain. This is not just a conservation issue. This is an issue of organized crime. This is an issue of political conflict, unemployment, poverty, violence, and so much more. So what can we all do to help? We can donate to organizations working to protect and save the vaquita, such as Vaquita CPR, the Earth League International, and the Porpoise Conservation Society. Vaquita CPR is a nonprofit organization focused on vaquita conservation, protection, and recovery, and has made it their mission to save the vaquita from extinction. Their efforts were also showcased in the documentary film Sea of Shadows, which tells the story of the vaquita and the threats against their survival. Vaquita CPR launched Project Esperanza in order to gain important data on this declining species, to monitor their environment, to develop safe alternatives for Mexican communities that do not have lethal consequences on the vaquita, and of course, to strive to eliminate and remove gillnets from the vaquita's habitat. Esperanza means hope in Spanish, and this organization's hope to save this species is incredibly inspiring, but they cannot save the vaquita alone. They need all the help they can get, and they need it now. The Earth League International is a nonprofit organization also featured in the documentary Sea of Shadows, directed by Richard Ledconi, and is aimed at stopping illegal trafficking of wildlife, including addressing the illegal hunting of the Totoaba and its consequences on the vaquita population. 
donating to the Earth League International can help stop illegal hunting of totuaba, which is one of the largest and most critical threats to the vaquita population, as we have shared with you today. The Porpoise Conservation Society is a nonprofit society committed to conservation of all porpoises and the environment they call home and have a podcast of their own dedicated to educating the public about porpoises called Not a Dolphin. You can donate to the Porpoise Conservation Society and symbolically adopt a vaquita to help the species specifically. The link for all these organizations we talked about can be found in our show notes and on our website. So please take the time to make a contribution. One other easy way to support efforts to save the vaquita is to sign the petition to send a message to the Mexican government to act and make meaningful changes to save the remaining vaquita. The link to the petition is the first link listed in our show notes, so please go and put your name on this petition. Lastly, a simple way to support the vaquita is by spreading the word and sharing this animal's story with the world. We need to all come together and act collaboratively to save this incredible species. So share this episode with all your friends and families and and fellow animal lovers. Post links to the petition and organizations fighting for the vaquita and continue to bring up the conversation until change is finally made. There is still hope for the vaquita if we all act now. The vaquita cannot speak for themselves, so we need to speak for them and rise up to the challenge together. So please join us in sharing the vaquita's story. And fighting to save the vaquita from extinction. Thank you everyone for listening in, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For updates on upcoming episodes and additional information on all things wildlife, zoo, and exotics, follow us on Instagram at walkonthewildside underscore vet podcast and like us on Facebook. Thanks again for tuning in, and I hope you join us for the next episode of A Walk on the Wild Side.